For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Welcome to the Ike to Garland. What's up, everybody? Another Octagon. No, we're not talking fights. We're talking about a little somebody called Michael Jordan and the Last Dance documentary. And I'm being joined by friends, former colleagues. But what they're most known for is talking a little basketball. Sam Dusenberry at the Sam D on Twitter, the Pick and Pop podcast. David Shepard at the Good Shepherd underscore. Don't forget that underscore, obviously, on Twitter. And he's got his wonderful... YouTube channel. I, I, I'll get some things that I got I got to call you guys out for at the end of the show. But The Last Dance has wrapped up. The documentary is probably coming to Netflix in a week or so. What are you guys' thoughts about the entire documentary? I know it's a small question for a big answer. All you, Chef. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, basically, um, what I would say, my takeaway is there's Michael Jordan and there's everybody else. LeBron James, a lot of conversation and dialogue, and what's interesting, uh, very, and I cannot know if you'll agree with this, is Dennis Rodman seems like he's almost getting the most attention from this documentary because Michael Jordan was maybe a byproduct of Dr. J, and we know the game speaks for itself, but there's a Babe Ruth, there's a Wayne Gretzky, there's Jerry Rice. There is no Dennis Rodman in any other sport. And so that's almost my takeaway is you had a guy who did what he did on stage, Vegas, dating Madonna, marrying, uh, it wasn't Mar Mariah Carey, it was uh, Carmen Electra. I always get the two right. confused. Um, I mean, he could have had Mariah. He could have he, he had, he could have, uh, who, who? He had Tony had? Braxton. He, he did. Who was who the, who was, oh, Crawford. Yeah. He could have had her. Anyone remember, who was popping in the 90s, he had him. Right, 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 right. Um, even I think burden. the quarantine has just made you super, <laughs> super horny, Chef. I mean, uh, hats, hats off to Robin and for the women that he picked up. Like, I, I gained a whole new respect right. for him like that. Dude, he's literally a rock star during the whole Utah Jazz doing the WWF thing at the time. But for me, man, taking away from it is the Jordan confidence. Like, what about what about what you take away for Sam besides the mailman uh, <laughs> Carl Malone incidents and that weren't uh, discussed? As, as, as a former Bulls fan, I was a Bulls fan growing up in that era, obviously because of Jordan or whatever. So being a New York kid, being a Bulls fan, I faced a lot of heat from all my friends growing up. So I got to relive a lot of that. So my group chats were lit for all five weeks of this documentary. 
going back and remembering those things. But the one takeaway I'll forever remember is Jerry Krause really didn't want this to continue. And as a, as a teenager growing up, I couldn't understand it. As Mike seen the last night, he couldn't understand it. So for me, it was more like, wow, this dude really just wanted to break it all down because he wanted credit. Like he just had that Napoleon complex that could never shake it. So for me, that was the, like the lasting thought was, wow, nothing could have saved this. Nothing was going to make it go to seven. I don't care what Reinsdorf said last night. I think that was just potpourri. I don't think that was like legit what he was trying to get off. But the one lasting thing for me was, wow, Jerry Krause really wanted to start his own thing and do it by himself. And he did. And he won 13 games. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the Tim Floyd era, I mean, that, that's the quickest thing to forget. But I, I do got to ask you guys this. And, and by the way, the, the reason I say Dennis Rodman is because we know about the 45-point game. We know about the 38-point blue game. We know about all that. Any historian. Any no, no, food poisoning game now. The food poisoning. Right, right. right. <laughs> All right. Guys, all have bad pizza. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Pizza, pizza. All right. But, but guys, I, I, the thing that's crazy to me, this is, this is what's crazy, okay? You have the greatest player. Like, Michael Jordan was greater at what he did compared to what anyone else does in what they did. Like, he's not just the best. Like, when's the last time you heard anybody say, he's the Wayne Gretzky of this? Or he's a bit, you always hear he's the Michael Jordan of this, or yeah, she's the Michael yeah. Jordan of this. Okay. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Jordan is always the boss. Right, right, right. So my point is Jordan S, right? At, I think that's right, the actual right, word. Right. It's a verb. Right. Yeah. right. My, my point is if you look at what he did, not just from a gate revenue perspective, not just from a domestic revenue perspective, but international super duper megastar. If you're Rhymesdorf, how the hell do you let Kraus dictate what Phil Jackson's going to do or not do? And how do you let Jordan walk away? You have, a, you have the greatest gift in the history of Chicago sports. He should have gone number one over Elijah Wan and Bowie. That's another discussion. But how do you let that happen? 100%, man. I think the director nailed that home. <laughs> that, like, Jordan said, if you presented everybody, I know that it's 20-something years later, and I know maybe he's, he says he would have done the, the Pat Riley Heat players type of renegotiation renegotiating contracts but I think you got to present the players and Pippen and everybody with that opportunity to re-sign for the one year I mean I think the director painted it that way that Jerry Krause and management are the enemies in the situation well Reinsdorf certainly was like focused on like the fiscal matters like that roster that they brought in the next year was like only 28 million if they would have kept the Bulls intact do you know the cap roughly, at that time it would have been roughly well if, if they would have kept the current team together, it would have been roughly about 60 to 70 million. Okay. So I think the cap was around 75. So they would have been pushing the cap. So the Bulls went to 28 million that next year with a bunch of bumps, right? And they still made the same money that they made that the year the last dance. So the profit margin that Reinsdorf was able to get off just by having a trash roster with no money, like that's the real reason why. Yes, Krause wanted to get his credit. But Reinsdorf's no fool. He's an owner for a reason. He's a billionaire for a reason. He wanted to keep that money rolling in. And by cutting the, the, the fat, if you will, trimming the fat, not wanting to pay Luke Longley or Steve Kerr or Judd Bushler, let the bums come through on these rookie deals or these minimum deals. And we st we're still the Bulls. We're still going to sell out 41 nights a year. And we're going to make all that cashier. So it was a money thing. It was a power thing with Krause.
Yeah, jump you're in, Chef. I just want to understand this being the aficionado when it comes to a Bulls fan, and I, I respect where you're coming from. You know that. Former now. Former, right. Well, Derek Rose was a long time ago. I don't blame you, but look, I mean, Duesenberry, you're telling me they sold out with that squad. Yeah. I think – so I know Pippen and Rodman were gone at that point. I know Jordan obviously was gone at that point, Kerr, uh, Harper, et cetera. You're telling me that a crew coach-led team sold out 41 games at the United Center. That's yep. a fact. You're going on record at yep. that? Yep, that's, that's – I am on record. I mean, the, 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 the financials are there. It's available. Like, the Bulls were a hot ticket – even with a 13-win team. You know, they got booed every night, but they right. still sold out every night. Wow. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second, but what, what about merchandise? Well, that I don't have the numbers on. But I would assume just off the fact, because I don't know what jersey you're buying. I mean, maybe you still got some Coach ones. Harper was still on the roster. He, he had he some was, holdovers. He was, he was there in 90? I know he was in the Lakers Harper, in that, that, was, that was his last year with the Bulls. Okay. That was his okay. last year. Wow. But uh, yeah, so they still had enough holdovers where you could kind of sell the image of, well, we still have some remnants of the last dance still here, but 13 wins, man. Dickie Simpkins getting minutes. I mean, that, that should tell you enough. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is just about life. It's like, it doesn't matter how much you're winning, how much money everybody's making, how great you guys are collectively. Egos get in the way, man. And I think time shows that because of what just happened with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and I think Robert Kraft would lean towards Tom Brady, maybe, but just shows you, man, people can't be happy. Like Kraus from the beginning was painted as the enemy. And then what was it? Eight years, seven years later, then he's still, he's still the bad guy. Right. They did a good job not killing him because he's not present, obviously uh, rest in peace, Jerry Kraus, but Reinsdorf going off at the end with that quote, man, he's saying it was a, it was a fiscal thing. It's just, it's a bad look. And I think the director did a great job just making it the whole audience side with Jordan. And it's, it's just sad, but it seems, I wanted to talk about the characters next. It seems that uh, Shep, Dennis Rodman was your guy, right? That was your episode, man. Seeing him with Madonna, Carmen Electra, wearing right. no bras, being the, the party girl with the, right. the rock star basketball player, man. Like, it, was, that, was that your favorite player from that Bulls team? Well, it was, it was the most, he was the most fascinating. Come on, bro. You know um, you want to be in that lifestyle, wearing leather vest. They got the Samuel Jackson hat, smoking cigars with you know, Hulk Hogan. Come on, just say it, Chef. Nice no, life. No, I, I, I've never, I've never, well, we're going to go down a Hulk Hogan route. I, I mean, I mean that, that life, but that's been for the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan would definitely would not want me or Dennis Rodman around right now. <laughs> and he, listen, he wouldn't want. Oh, to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I just, I was like, I was thinking about the sex tape. I didn't uh, <laughs> forgot about that actual quote. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you know, I mean, it, it really goes to show you that that Michael Jordan, his personality is so endearing. I mean, he's just, he is not just an alpha, but I think he could be a politician. I vote for him. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't. I, you wouldn't. Well, I mean, he's I mean, a ten right times now, better Trump. Ten times right. better. Well, like, Businessman. You're, you're a ten times better Trump. I mean, that's not saying it's not. So, yeah. Trump 10 right. years ago. Trump, right. Trump 10 years ago was a 10 times better Trump than he is in 2020. That's how, that's how bad it's gotten. But, but continue but, but your to point. To me, Michael Jordan 
Well, no, no, no. To me, my, my main takeaway is it. Re- this is what I hope everyone got out of this documentary. The, the greatness speaks for itself. There's no debate over LeBron and, and Michael. To me, and I, I don't know if you guys saw snippets of this, but Kareem is better than LeBron. You, you can't surpass Michael if you're not better than Kareem. But that, that's a whole other discussion. But I will say this. Michael Jordan, to this day, and, and this just speaks to who Michael Jordan was, could walk in a room with LeBron, with Shaq, with Giannis, and he would still be the biggest draw in that room. Because he's cooler. He's just cooler than them. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like yeah. his goals as being a competitor and a just he's an alpha just from his hard work, man. It's like he just seemed cooler. When, when that Bulls player was going to him for tickets, you guys Ready remember that around. scene? It was, like, it was like, that was real Jordan. That's like the camera's yeah. off. Like this is the, the alpha is in the room, Jordan. Like even a player on his own team. What's All up? Right. He called himself God. He was like, you got oh, to yeah. God. Yeah, and that's, he carried that energy. Like, that's <laughs> black Jesus. Black Jesus, like that, that was real. What was your take on the Pick and Pop podcast? Exactly, like your biggest gripe, but you were saying that, is it pre-Rona? Is it during Rona? According to the Reggie Miller interview, what, because that's before my time with the basketball. Were you expecting, like, Reggie yeah. Miller to be, like, an a-hole? Well, R- Reggie is a known liar and embellisher. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. So if you go back to the Kobe Memorial, when they were at center court at Staples. Okay. Reggie told one of the biggest lies ever. And it was so bad. Like Dwayne Wade had to kind of look away because like Reggie was trying to get that serious moment of relating. Like me and Kobe were so tight, X, Y, and Z. And it was a wowzer of a lie that no one could even look Reggie in the face because Reggie was going to lose it. Do you so, remember exactly what the quote was that Reggie was? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, line? so, okay. so uh, Kobe called Reggie and wanted to get info on Mike, how to play against them, different tactics that he uses, this, that, and the third. So uh, Reggie is referring to him, as he said last night, as the black cat. He said, look, the black cat does this, the black cat does that. Towards the end of the phone call, allegedly, according to Reggie, Mamba says to him, by the time I play you, or by, by the time we meet again, you're going to call me the Caramel Cat. Now, what about Kobe <laughs> Bean Bryant? Not a bad name. Makes you think he would say, now this is the same guy came up with Black Mamba, Vino, all of that stuff. Caramel Cat? And you have to see the video to really, like, feel the lie. Because, like, he's grabbing Reggie. He's sitting next to D-Wade. He grabs D-Wade's arm because D-Wade's trying to look away because the lie is so blatant. And Reggie's like, let me get this lie off. Just let me finish the line and then we can move on. So it was just a ridiculous story. So I was looking for more lies from Reggie last night and I was disappointed. I was very disappointed. So I was a little curious about when he was interviewed. Because Stockton was interviewed during the, during the Rona. They couldn't okay. get to him before. So I was wondering if because Reggie's might be in a different mindset, he might not want to get those lies off. Like he probably would have if everything was normal. So that, that was my biggest regret. Like I wanted another crazy caramel cat type <laughs> lie. Okay. And have Reggie, the footage be shown to Mike on the iPad and let Mike react off of that. That that's the meme I wanted last night. Fair enough. Uh, I w- agree with you too. Again, on the Pick and Pop podcast, you're talking about there was no Carl Malone presence. I think the uh, the editors did a good job at explaining how many points he had. Like I didn't know this whole history and him going on the bus and shaking everybody's hand. That was pure that class. Was cool. My I biggest gripe was 
uh, the absence of Carl Malone. I, I got to look up this Reggie Miller thing. I only know him from 2K4 uh, or NBA Live 04 and maybe the NBA dunk contest uh, with Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith. But what was your biggest gripe of the, the series or the latest episodes, Mr. Good Shepherd? Well, I, I wanted to kind of pose this back on, on you guys because I, I found this fascinating because when I – you guys get excited when current players name their top five and they, they know enough about the game where they can go back to Dr. J because we're a little old. We're now at a point where we're older than most players. Uh, Don't say guys, that. We are. Well, I hear – I think you're a little – it's fat. Like he might be a little younger than us. Um, no, I'm the same age as Derrick Rose. It's like when he was drafted, I'm going with him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Duesenberg, uh, we're running out of time. Uh, you know, Le- Le- LeBron's all we got. Carmelo's all we got at this point in terms of athletic openness. But uh, Tyson Chandler, thank Hanging God. Hanging on by a thread. Yeah. <laughs> but what's am- and, and so this is this is the question I posed to you guys. Why didn't they have a current player in this documentary? I mean, they had the Carmelo, remember when Carmelo, like, yeah, but you're talking about like an actual sit-down interview? Yeah, all, yes. all of that was post-production. Yeah, all of that was post-production stuff. Kobe was the closest. Yeah. They, could, they should have had LeBron. Again, this, this, 100%. this is a Jordan-controlled doc. True. I don't think Jordan's letting C.J. McCollum or even LeBron come through and get any type of shine on his doc, so... I think that might have played into the creative control aspect, why you didn't get any song, anyone current. Is Jordan's ego shook a little? Like the timing of this documentary, Space Jam gets signed, LeBron's won three rings, possibly going for four this year. The timing is just like an ego check, like, hey, LeBron, hey, NBA audience, hey, world, oh, by the way, this is what I did? No? Yeah, but, but, but no, but here's here, but see, let me, let me, um, you know, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Vince Carter's he's he's a new he's a UNC guy has a relationship with MJ they can't get him they can't get Tyson I Chandler. mean that's like the like oldest active I, player like yeah. even an Allen I'm not sure what they would have added besides like the obvious of how great Jordan was unless they're going to tell stories like if they're going to tell stories about True. playing with Mike hanging with Mike whatever then, yeah, I think they could have worked some of that stuff in. But it's just going to but be guys, them shilling about Mike. Then, I mean, but Durant, but Durant, Westbrook, Harden. If they have a story, though. Not, but here, here's my thing, though. Not, yeah. if, if you listen to AI and Ray Allen, the guys that came about 10 years after Jordan, right? The, the Kobe 96, Garnett 95 guys, Kid 94 guys, Grant Hill, they looked at Michael Jordan as a mythical figure. It's almost like, he was, you look at, you listen to half these guys' Hall of Fame speeches now that are getting in now. The first person they're thanking is Michael Jordan. I mean, that is the reverence he has. I can't see that being the case for LeBron. But I think what would have really put the nail in the coffin is if you have LeBron's peers getting on this documentary, post-production or not. In that and, sense, then I feel then the right, director, right, Jason Henner, right. was probably a little lazy then. He could have searched for that story right. from Durant or Westbrook. Westbrook, Harden. I mean, those, would have connected guys, to this generation as well. You're right in those that those sense. Guys are around, those guys are around our age. I, I just thought that would have been really special for guys in this day and age to come on and say, listen, we know LeBron's great. If it's Durant, they say, look, we know I can score the best of them. We're not MJ. Well, I don't know how many of those guys would have. Well, LeBron has always kind of shilled for Jordan. He's paid. He's paid reverence. KD as well. I I would kind of want to get the opposite. Like I would want LeBron to be like, look, I think I could take Mike 
one on one. Like my peak versus his peak. I'm six nine, two sixty. I'm killing them in the paint. Like I would want that kind of talk yeah. because I think all of us pay verbal bouquets to Mike. I think there's very few people that aren't trying to clickbait who are like, you know, have real negative feelings about MJ. Yeah. So I think everyone kind of pays lip service. So for me, I don't know if that would have hit for me, but I do think they could have at least attempted if they had stories. That would have been like if, if LeBron and Mike kind of had that kind of Kobe Mike relationship or something right. like that, or right. then then yeah, that I'm all about that type of stuff. 100%. And on the uh, the Good Shepherd podcast and YouTube channel, uh, David, you're talking a lot about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Will Chamberlain and LeBron James. Uh, for both you guys, what's your, obviously Jordan's number one, but what's your two to five in no particular order? Is Jordan one? Come on. Oh, come on. Are we getting, is that the hot take? Is that the hot take out of this? Wait, wait, wait. I'm just asking. We're going to pull the curtain a little bit. We're going to reveal people behind the curtain right now. How much How much time do you really want to get into this, Susan Barry? You really want to You really even want to put out the fact I, that Michael Jordan's not. It's, I can argue Jordan is not even top five. So, how, however, oh, come on now, Mike. You All right. Now. Thank you for the no, social look, media clicks. Thank you, Sam. I don't, I don't believe no. it. But I can argue it. I can make the case. Do I believe it? No. Jordan, to me, so is... So who do you believe is two to five? Well, I think you got to go Wilt, Kareem. You can flip-flop them, do, do whatever you want. There's too much dominance there. Michael Jordan is the greatest player that's not a center to ever play the game of basketball. That's like, your too argument? Much, there's too much that Wilt did, and there's way too much that Kareem did for me to just say, this guy... The rings. In this era of basketball. Because, again, we, we have to, again, play to the era of the, of the game. Like, the 90s was great. It's okay. nostalgic. But in terms of style of play, eh, like, okay. it's a little ugly. Go for it, Dave. Go for so, it, Dave. Okay, so let's, so let's get him, Dave. Let's get to look for a second. <laughs> we, we, know, we know he's the greatest regular season player in the history of the NBA. Can't deny that. Can't argue that. He was so good. He averaged 50.4 one year, 40 the next year he's the babe he ruth the as, as you said on your youtube channel sure but but the, the the thing will chamberlain had against babe ruth is babe ruth came along where the competition was even less because there was no integration back then will chamberlain at least played an era where there was obviously integration but i will say this his numbers dipped speaking of dipper his numbers dipped in the postseason but do, do we got to be fair here we got hey, this is what, seven hall of famers in the whoa, 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 I mean, whoa, come whoa, on wait, now wait a minute 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 well first of all there, there are seven eight hall of famers because bill russell comes along and he makes them seven eight hall of famers let's just be real about that they don't wait a minute how many titles did they win before russell how many titles how many of those guys were there uh bob cousy bill Sherman, frank i think frank was hanging on hanging on come on now don't 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 give me shot. Come on. I need a string. I just need to have a Kuzi, string. Yes, I'll give you that. But in terms of what Will Chamberlain was able to do against six, seven Hall of Famers and still put up 30 and 20 type production down from his 50 and 30 from the wait, regular season. Like, yeah, come you didn't on. Hear me? Wait, wait, time out. I, I, there's like an internet thing there. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, wait. yeah I think you blew out your connection for screaming. Wait, 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 wait. You were like frozen in time, chef. Okay, okay. So even if you want to make the argument, even if your perspective and point is that the Celtics are six, seven Hall of Famers, Bill Russell was on his last leg in 69. Sam Jones was on his last leg. You had two of the top, at that particular time, three of the top five players of all time on one team. 
Fill me in on who those players were, along with Gail Goodrich. Who were the other two players that Will Chamberlain had on his team that were still not at the twilight of their careers? In 1969, so, and they still lost the NBA for We know who they are, right? And we, we, we also know the circumstances of Will Chamberlain not playing a certain game too, right? He had, he had game six and game seven. Oh, but I mean, look, if, if you're giving away games and you have Wilt, if you're benching Wilt out of spite, that has to be included. That has to be factored in. They were down. First of all, they were down when he got benched. I, I, I know you're talking about uh, Ben Bredikoff, right? Uh-huh. In 69, I, I get that. And, but, but here's the thing. You're losing at that point. First of all, you shouldn't even go seven games with Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Gail Goodrich. Come on now. You know. I think that had know. more to do with the style of play. If, 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 if they would have let, they wanted Wilt to appease Elgin and Jerry. If they would let Wilt still be Wilt, I think they would have probably taken out that old Celtic. If you're that guy, you don't allow it to get to the point where you say to yourself, well, they didn't allow me to be who I was. If you're okay. the greatest of all time, you dictate the mentality and perspective and strategy on that particular team. But if we really want to make this even more clear, let's go to 1970. They lose a game in which Jerry West was the second best player in that series. Now, Walt Frazier had a great game seven, but you're telling me Michael Jordan loses back-to-back finals against inferior teams? Well, if, if, if you're talking about that Knicks team, we have to look at how many Hall of Famers are on that court. I mean, we're, we're talking about at least four Hall of Famers. We're talking about Willis, Clyde, the Busher and Dollar Bill. So again, this is we're stacking. You're gonna use Bill Bradley. He's in there. He's in there. I didn't put him in there. I didn't put him in there. There's look. That's a whole other conversation because I could kick out half the okay. dudes that are in the Hall of Fame. But right. Dollar Bill's in there. Yeah, so Vladdy's in there. Alonzo shouldn't be in there. Clyde Drexler shouldn't be in there. Look, I can, so I can run down. what's your qualification then? I want to know this for, for sure then. What's, if Jordan isn't one, how do you qualify your, your first player? Just like sheer individual dominance, like a baseball player? In terms of Will or Kareem? Like who would be your number one if it is it Will or Kareem? Will, it would be Will or Kareem. And, I, and why? Why? It's a flip-flop because Just for because me, stats, because of dominance. Big man dominance. My, to me, to be the best of all time, you have to be clearly dominant. Now, team success is another thing, but both of them did have team success. That's why I would probably lean Kareem over Will. But How many championships each? Uh, guys, again, I'm, uh, I'm the MMA guy, but I, I was yeah, captivated I by the last dance. How many championships right, did right. Wilt have? How many championships did Kareem have? Well, Wilt, Wilt only had two. Wilt, okay, and how Mike, many did Kareem? Wait, can you say that again, please, for our audience? Wilt Chamberlain, the guy who averaged 50 points a game and 30-plus rebounds. Yeah, that guy, he only had two championships. I mean, if he had... <sighs> If he had maybe three, that's why it's a, it's a huge if, if, you're, if you're gauging dominance of team success, it's Kareem. It's <sighs> dominance, just pure wait, wait, wait. dominance. Why? Wait, is, why, why, why does? Why do you? Why do you anoint Kareem over Michael Jordan when Kareem? Now listen, I, I love Kareem, but why do you anoint that when in the first ten seasons of Kareem's career he only has one type of Jordan? In same comparison, has three and didn't have the cast of characters that Jabbar had. Who were the cast of characters besides Big O? Um, I'm talk- uh, what was it, Mike? Uh, in- when he got to the Lakers, he had Wilkes. So he had, to- he had some really... good... Oh, it was a Hall of Famer. Like, another guy we could probably <laughs> kick out. Like, so, I mean, look, it's, it's, look I-, I-, I don't want to get this into a right. Gordon Kareem Will thing. No, I'm just I've saying never heard this, the case, man. The case could a- be made. The case- and look, I-, hard- I was a hardcore Bulls fan. 
So Jordan was everything. But w- when I went back and watched Kareem, when I went back and read all the stuff about Wilt, read books on him, watched some docs on him, I was like, good Lord, this is different. This isn't just George Mike and just being the tallest dude to ever play basketball in his era. This is Will. Don't, 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 don't be disrespectful to George Mikan. He gave us the Mikan drills and what else? <laughs> That's literally all he contributed to the game of basketball. He was the first tall dude to play. He gave us the first NBA superstar. He was the first, he was the first giant dude on. to grab a basketball and shoot it into a peach basket. Mikan, no. He's another that one that should not be in the Hall of Fame. No. But oh, it's, it's, it's okay. Is Shaq the third best what? big man? George Mike is not a Hall of Famer? Shaq, Shaq's the third best big man? I'm asking. I'm asking. Like, no, are you putting Wilt and Kareem? I mean, he's not even top five. Shaq's wow. not top five. Shaq is – Big look, man, right? Now I'm, I'm not yeah, talking yeah, about players. Yeah, yeah. In terms of big man, Shaq, you, look, I can five? make the case you got, he's not top you got, five. You got Duncan and, ahead of him? Well, I, to me, Tim Duncan's a power forward. Okay. He just, but, but you could go Wilt Kareem. Moses, Moses oh, keeps on. keeps getting left out of these conversations. Moses Malone, Mr. Fo Fo Fo, we need to stop and put some respect on Moses Malone's name. And then I got Hakeem over Shaq. Okay. So you know, wow. Maybe he's fifth on a good day. I say combine dominance, individual dominance with team success. When was he dominant, and was he alone when he was dominant? I'm combining them though. Who was more dominant in, in Orlando, him or Dwight? Be careful. Obviously, Dwight. It's not. Wait, wait, you want an MVP, wait, right? Okay. Wait, 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 no, no, wait, no. Wait, he was defensive no, player of the year. Wait a minute. Wait Three minute. times, Sha- by first, the way. Wait a minute. Shaq, first of all, Shaq's window in Orlando was four years. I, you probably okay. never thought we were. I, you probably never thought we were going in this direction. I didn't even know he played in Orlando. So continue. <laughs> no. Seriously. <laughs> Shaq? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm kidding. That's when he broke the backboard. I mean, it was quite forgettable. I mean. Wait, wait a second. He led the league in scoring. Was he 22 or 23 when he did it? I wait, know he won a Shaq? Yeah. He, in he, Orlando? He dropped 29 a game. Okay. <clears throat> okay. He had a lot of help to get that 29. Sam, I don't know. Hakeem? Look, um, well, now, well, now, well, now, well, what happened now, when they played the finals? I, 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 know, I, I know where he's going with this, right. But Shaq, but but we're talking. But Shaq was, but Shaq was twenty. Well, first of all, Nick Anderson, Akeem Olajuwon should be sending bouquets to Nick Anderson's house. Okay, it's, that was game one. That okay. was game one. Okay, but Shaq was twenty-three. In fairness, so they're the only team. This is how good Shaq was. He was All NBA first team in his stint with Orlando. He was clearly the best player. <clears throat> they had not even made the play. They hadn't made the playoffs before he got there. Listen, listen, you can tell me all you want about how he had Penny, and I, I love me some Penny. But when Shaq left, Penny didn't advance past the first round. He also got hurt. He didn't, he wasn't he hurt the first year. I know that he didn't get hurt. Okay, first. thank you. Thank but, you. Look, look, my, my whole thing with Shaq is it's more of me being pro Dwight than most people. So for he, can't, me, he can't play offense. Dwight can't play offense. He's better than Shaq. He 20. We're not talking about that. I didn't say he scored more points. I'm saying he was better. He did more with less in Orlando than Shaq did with more. Dwight Howard took a squad that had Rashard Lewis and Rafer Austin starting. Jameer Nelson was on the bench. Turk Glue was uh, well. Jameer Michael Petris, you know, French Jordan. He took that team and went to LeBron in his peak in Cleveland and got to the NBA Finals. Well, you and I. That once he got Penny, Dwight never had a Penny type player 
to give him that help. And he walked through LeBron. When Shaq had to go through the best player in his conference, Jordan, 23, Jordan, not 45, he took that L and they got swept up out of there. While against the best player in his conference, went through there with a squad that had skipped Tamalu and French Jordan and beat the king. Well, we also have to look at that 09. I'll argue pre-peak, though, for LeBron. You're you're talking about 09, a team. I I don't even know if Mo Williams – I think Mo Williams was on that team. We're talking about a guy who couldn't play in the league. Somehow he made the all-star game, I believe, too. Well, that was only only on the LeBron's the king, so he was still the best player in the game at that point. Dwight Howard took the best player in the game and put him on the side. Go home. I got this. If he's the best player in the game – he also got knocked out in 08 by the Celtics. I know they won the championship, but he also got knocked out by the Celtics, and they and they were they had the best record by far in 2010. So let's not make LeBron out to be Black Jesus, a la Michael Jordan. Okay. All I'm saying is, I, is that Dwight did more with less. You can make that case that he was more impactful in Orlando than Shaq was. Wow. Shaq was the only player in the East that found a way to beat Jordan. You can't disclude 45. that. He beat 45. He beat a baseball player. Oh, that's unfair, Sam. a baseball player? Sam. You can't get props Four for beating games. a baseball player. He should have been back with the Barons. You're out here trying and to dribble. And Horace Grant had the whole game plan. And he's, and he's like, if that's the Michael, game plan. Look, if, if you're Michael Jordan and you're within a time frame of 21 years old to even his Wizards days at 40 years old because he was still really good then, he, that gets overlooked. That gets not talked about enough. The narrative is unfair there. He's still Michael Jordan because you know what? The same guy who was a baseball player drops 55 in his fourth game back. It was the Against most the Say it again. Against a bad Knicks team. 55-55, man. Against a bad Knicks team. Wait, 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 wait a minute. That Knicks team, that Knicks team took the Pacers to a game seven of the cool conference semifinals and Similar should have gone to the conference finals if Ewing knows how to make a layup at the end of that regulation. But he didn't, right? Because he's not that. I, I understand that, but that wasn't but that wasn't a bad Knicks team. That was a very good Knicks Come team. On. They weren't great. They were, the Knicks. They Hold on. Let, let's stick with the Knicks. We're running out of time because this okay. is not the premium Zoom. Uh, Sam, I got an issue with you. Why the hell is Carmelo Anthony the, the cover photo of the Pick and Pop podcast? It's the cover photo on Twitter. What, why Carmelo? Oh, I got an issue look, with that. Carmelo Anthony, the 17th highest score in NBA history. Unfortunately, completely, same thing as Philip Rivers. Completely he's, overlooked. He's, got a ton of yards. <laughs> he's, he's, been, he's been torn down for reasons that are beyond him. I know he's you like strippers stuck. and maybe impregnating strippers, but come he's, on, man. He's, he's a, a selfish he's player. Been, he's a selfish man. What team? Who was he supposed to pass to on that Knicks team? His contract wouldn't let him pass to anybody. Who was he was supposed to pass to on that Knicks team? <laughs> too big, man. And, and didn't they I'm do well with Lynn Sanity when hearing, Carmelo was hurt? I'm not hearing arguments. I'm not hearing facts. I'm hearing opinions. Shut. Back me up on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no. He listen. He very well. I know he very well he knows. Took a team you go to Syracuse. To Sam, I, he truth? took a team to a Western Conference Finals, and the only guy that beat him that Chauncey Billups Finals and Carmelo's best year in the Knicks with was that. with Chauncey Billups. Wait, wait, that Chauncey had nothing to do with wait, that. Melo was a complete monster, and the no, only thing that got no. in his way, he wasn't. You want to pull up the stats on that? Why did it, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I love me some Mello, but why does it take, if you don't want to importantize, and I know that's not a word, but I just made it up, Chauncey Billups is. 
impact on that team. Who was, who was the lead dog? Carmelo couldn't get past the first round. I said Bill's is the lead dog. Finals. It was him. He couldn't get past the first He's never been outside of a first or second round without Chauncey Billups. In the West, he couldn't get to a second round. Chauncey Billups was a difference maker. And you and I both know that. He was a solid point guard. He was a difference maker. Dude, he's better than Chris Paul. He knew. knew, Oh, well, you're better than Chris Paul. He's a fraud. I'm better than Carl Paul. He makes four All-NBA first teams. He's a seven-time All-NBA defensive first team. Who's this? The point fraud? Paul's a fraud. (laughs) We got to do part two of this. He's, he, he's also a habitual it's, nut hitter, just like Draymond. So I don't respect any play. I don't care what kind of accolades you give him. See, I think All Sam goes by like a certain like unwritten codes. Well, Look, no, 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 because Sam's right. Chris Paul's the only one that has gotten away with things in the history but, of the NBA. Apparently, right. Dave plays ball too, and he's exceptional. That's I don't. But but Dave knows if he goes up against a guy that's routinely being dirty, routinely punching him in his nuts. He's going to feel a way about judging the overall characteristics and attributes of this player. You're going to but look Chris, at him differently. Chris Paul has we, been punching people in the nuts since Wake Forest. But I don't want to hear that. But you're isolating Chris Paul as the only demon to ever take the court of the NBA. There are there's Stockton, so there's Isaiah, there's Draymond. Was very, okay, okay, but okay. Well, well, first of all, Draymond, Draymond's not in that conversation. But do you put? No, but in Isaiah, terms of dirtiness, he is. I understand that. But you can't take away Chris Paul's greatness, his ability oh, to I get can. past his I, IQ I, I on the basketball He's choked in the big spot. James Harden carry him to the Western Conference Finals. It's the only time he made it. That Ballyhood New Orleans Hornets team that, get, that got all this praise of Chris Paul, the leader, every single starter's got a chip except him. So, I mean, what's, what's the common denominator here? So, Chris, so James Harden only wow. gets to a Conference Finals as the primary figure with Chris Paul, but you're going to say that with there James with Dwight Howard. People forget that. He got there with Dwight Howard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that one. I, I'm going to give you that one. You're right. But what I will say is this. They lose game six and game seven. You and I both know if Chris Paul's hamstring holds up, the Rockets go to the I finals. Know, 0 for 27. Chris Paul could have easily been made an 0 for 30. If Chris Paul's on the court, they don't go 0 for 27 for three. I say we get into the the modern, the current roster. We do like a playoff preview. I think it's coming back, right? In maybe a month or six weeks, I think it'll come back, right? They're going to do like a little tournament. They're going to try something. Okay. And we got to do the part two of this. But, Dave, my only gripe with you, the good shepherd again on Twitter, starring Matt Damon and directed by Robert De De Niro. (laughs) Did you even see the movie? You you stole the name, but did you even see? You didn't even see I didn't steal the name. It's a different spelling. I didn't steal the name. And, and I, I think it – I mean, do you, guys, do you guys like the flaw off the tongue of that? The Good Shepherd? I know it was a movie, and it's, it's your podcast. So. I mean, By it, the works, way, it works with your name, so that's always a good tie-in. Dude, I am very <laughs> impressed with your NBA knowledge, man. Like, I didn't know you knew the NBA. Like oh, this, don't be condescending. Call. I'm, calling oh, a, I'm calling a technical on that. I'm calling no, no, no. I, Look, I, I, dude, you, you haven't slept. never had a chance to really chop it up when, when we were working in the same building. Right. So we, right. I didn't know his knowledge. He didn't know mine. So we never really had a chance. That's two alphas. To really sit down and break bread like this. So. There's two go. alphas. Kobe and Shaq. Who's, who's going to be the one knocked out of town first? That's my question. Who's got the truck? I'm not even – we're not even going to go there. Again – Sam Dusenberry at the Sam D. I guess somebody took the Sam D. Of no, the no, picking I'm not, I'm not the Sam D. I'm the Sam D. I'm, I'm the, the one that matters. I'm the. 
Sam D. Maybe he's a poetry reader. The Sam D on Twitter, the Pick and Pop <laughs> podcast. You can listen to his smooth vocals. It's like peanut butter and velvet. I stole that from a commercial. David Shepard at the Good Shepherd underscore. I don't know why you had to put an underscore. Kill me with that. His YouTube channel. Guys, thank you so much for the time. Get back to work. Shepard, get some sleep. Thank you, guys. Thanks for <laughs> having Appreciate me. You. Thank you. He's been very. See you, Chef. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.